Hello and welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Southland. This is season one, episode three. See the Woman, written by Christopher Chulak. No, directed by Christopher Chulak and written by Ann Biederman. Premiered April 23rd of 2009. I gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10. We finally got some bonding between Ben and John got more about their backstories and then we followed for the most part uh dewey and cheeky with a self-obsessed actor by the name of timmy davis played by one tom sizemore and then we watch russell gets very close to the sister of someone that was murdered in the first or second case that we got in the episode so let's start with ben and john because they were the most prolific today as far as accomplishing things i really like the different personas of john right he's a teaser because he's always giving ben a hard time but he's doing it because he wants to open up to him we see another side to him when he's dealing with the drag queen we have another side to him when he sees dewey we see how he handles domestic situations he's an overall complex character and then we learn at the end of the episode with a serious opiate addiction oh oh chill chill baby oh gang full of drug addicts this show is the first time i really got to know the actor michael cutlett and watching him is truly truly inspiring because he does such a marvelous job personifying these different aspects of a police officer the first call they get is to well they have two very upper class because la is a place of two worlds right so you have the the gang violence the poverty and then you have the other side where you have the the millionaires that think cops are their own personal detectives in the case of a basketball player whose car was stolen was it a bentley i'm not sure and he wants them john and ben once he gets there to not really retrieve the vehicle but get the dog because it is his wife's dog and she gets back tomorrow and he does not (laughs) want her to find out that his dick has been slipping it into prostitutes i laughed the entire episode them girls really was just running around in the car balling all day they see me rolling and they are hating me and they think that i am trying to ride so dirty they think i'm riding dirty they think i'm riding dirty they think i'm riding dirty but i'm just regular dirty john has an issue because he does not want to actually file a police report he's like you ain't feeling me man you don't understand what i'm saying i'm gonna hook you up so there is this idea that some police officers can be compromised when it comes to their job which we see a little bit later in the third situation they showed up to because after he saw that he has a floor that is also 
a mirror into or it's clear where you can see into the pool below where women are <laughs> backstroking by and he's like yeah i can't take this anymore because he's like look i'm gonna come with y'all i know where they hang out just give me 15 minutes to change my clothes <laughs> It's like you're not following a report and it takes everything in john not to be like motherfucker are you crazy go call us over here for this bullshit then their second crime scene is a i don't know he looked like hugh hefner there was a choking situation happening because she was odin and the guy thought well i'm trying to save her life people keep saying that the whole time like he should deserve a medal no dude you don't always get the you need to be someone who is like if you have been trained in cpr you have a due diligence to try to save someone's life right if you don't know what the fuck you're doing call 911 not try to perform a tracheotomy using a goddamn pin because it's something you saw in a damn movie that shit's not real it's not real life and that's the issue with people watching tv is sometimes they forget that <laughs> they truly do it's like come on take a little few steps back it's nice to delve into fiction fiction it's nice to get lost there y'all know i'm there constantly but i don't confuse it for reality it may have some aspects of reality but no one is saying based on an absolute and utter true story so this guy gets arrested his lawyer bails him out lydia shows up because she and russell are the detectives assigned because he killed this girl she bled out and there lydia's kind of like oh well what does it matter that he's being charged he's being bailed out we have to wait for the tox screen to come back as well as the the post-op report it's not my call but for right now he is being arrested or was arrested and he ain't even staying in jail more than two seconds so stop telling me he needs an award russell spends the entire episode in the room with the with the girl the dead woman's sister knowing her whole entire life story and this seems to be a trait for russell i can be your hero baby i can kiss away the pain i will stand by you forever lydia kept side eyeing the hell out of him tell me how you feel about this we did get in the first episode an indication that russell may have an issue getting close to female victims relatives uh and it's not just just the sister in this case because it could seem like oh maybe he's trying to i think he, personally he has a captain save a hoe issue like he wants to be the white knight he wants to be the one that's making it better he feels as they feel he's putting himself too much in the muck with them versus choosing to uh to distance himself and just be professional about it so it draws the line so if one would say russell's trying to get into this woman's pants because she clearly looked like she was trying to get into his it became something more brought on though by tragedy which makes it inauthentic 
uh it creates a false system intimacy and it's something that russell is kind of quicksand into once he steps into it he is a married man though and one could look at his conduct as potentially uh misleading that's when ben and john show up to a woman pulling a gun on timmy davis because of a spat that they are having over money and his fake promises he tells her to put the gun down but doesn't want her arrested because he'll just write her a check john's like that's not how this works (laughs) you can't push it under the rug she was holding a live weapon and he has to file a complaint dewey is there as well as cheeky we thought we saw the last of dumbass dewey but no he has come back to work has chose not to retire because his next wife left him and now he has to pay alimony and this is the only job he could possibly get cheeky is definitely put through a lot this episode we've seen her have to deal with his misogyny but it feels as if this is a choice that she's choosing to make even though she questions it during this episode um john and um ben decide to take the woman they tell dewey he tries to let the guy off several times like just let him go there's no big deal like dewey do your job we'll take care of the other person ben runs into the guy in the lamborghini that they pulled over he's like yeah so i did call your dad he did get me out of jail also i'm having dinner with your sister tonight she's also on the phone can you talk to her real quick he does which causes john to tease him even more and they go back and forth all episode you know why did you learn to shoot we've kind of heard the story <laughs> from ben's own mouth several times he spoke about it to his new department therapist who was very shitty at her job so it's my second day and i'm just gonna sit here and flirt i'm not trying to be disrespectful to her but she looks like she picked psychology because it made her look smart or sound smart and her parents definitely paid for everything like she got through that shit on C's. Just my initial impression of how she does her job. Nothing against the woman herself. Then they get another call. Well, they actually witness, because they're right on Genesee is the street, I believe. When there is a domestic or an assault, they watch the two assailants drive away and hit another car as they're driving away so they light them up (laughs) he told ben look when i'm turning you got to pay attention he's like yeah i will i'm going to and he told him a little bit later like yeah we're on genesee in one and a half quarter blah yeah if you tell me to do something i'm gonna do it to the t a chase ensues he tells him yeah you're about to go run not my ass and they are captured there's a smile between them he gives them more shit how'd you learn how to shoot why'd you learn how to shoot you told me where you learned but you didn't tell me why and i can't figure out why you're a cop people don't become cops for no damn reason uh they either get the get become a cop for the pay or what else do you say or they had a really good reason or something to their effect the pay of thirty i i'm just gonna say this 
you can sit at a desk for that i know men wouldn't really be into that as much <laughs> oh what the other reason was you like to hold a gun and boss people around which is factual and he can't figure out why ben is a detective or a cop it's like you you keep did your mom hit your sister did your dad hit your mom <laughs> and he kept saying the same thing i will say is a little repetitive what would it why what's wrong with you why are you fucking with me so hard because we're partners i have to see you every damn day you're gonna open up motherfucker whether you want to or not they then um come back to the store and then you have that interaction where he retrieves the woman's wig he tries to encourage her to press charges says look you're you know we'll protect you we're the police but we saw there was a little bit of strain when he reached up and that's when ben realized that he has back problems he says he's always had these issues he comes clean about his own past very readily like my father was in prison that's when he taught me to shoot between prison stents and we learn at the end when they finally do have a face-to-face conversation about whose father is worse (laughs) Uh, john definitely comes out on top on top his father having raped and murdered someone and he is serving time currently tells him good night after he finally gets ben to to say look the same story i've been telling there's people who came in my house my father left he represented some bad people they beat the shit out of my mom i tried to help her they knocked my fucking teeth out and after that i learned to defend myself because it made me feel some kind of way but there's a sister involved so my guess is they might have done more than just beat her i have no clue but it definitely definitely changed his trajectory at 10 years old while they're out they see them heifers with the dogs because they just they got to be all on types of drugs they're like yeah i suck your dick officer they were so quick to say it you want to party you want to have a good time because at first they ignored it because he's like fuck that dude (laughs) you don't want to write a police report i'm not chasing your fucking car however the second time they literally go past them and they're like okay ladies hey how you doing he fought he ends up getting the basketball player on the phone who clearly says once again he does not want to file a report but he does want them to bring the car and the dog back to him he tells the ladies they can have a good night because if you're not going to utilize the police for what they're supposed to be utilized for you're not getting your fucking dog back and that's that (laughs) they did have a domestic that they went to and he told them if there was the children were there i would have handled it differently but because the adults were yelling at each other he makes them both put their hand on his badge (laughs) and grants them a divorce makes the the dude pack his bags but later on they're called back to the address the kids are outside their aunt's picking them up they used to this bullshit this reminded me of my childhood and then they are both arrested and now they're both happy because now they have lost their children well i'm sure the, the mama's gonna find some way he said that he was hitting her i didn't see no scars on her and she was the one attacking him they were basically giving them a free pass like stop and he even said if i have to come back you're being arrested and that's exactly what happened 
and he noticed at that point that ben had had a reaction to that so uh he warned him before domestics are fucked up like take my husband and then the next minute the wife is like no and that is so true i watched enough of cops to know that shit is real (laughs) uh let's go over to cheeky and dewey he was supposed to take this man down to the station nope he decided to go get coffee with him then had dewey pay for the coffee cheeky's like come on man you're making a mistake this dude's embarrassing you you're acting like you're on his level they both are still sexist like just lighten up cheeky just lighten up what do you say she's on the rag or she's a puss or they they mention a lot of words regarding cheeky that were not kind at all and she shouldn't be subject to this type of behavior but i can definitely see that this is the type of behavior many female officers are subjected to and they're just supposed to go along with it because that's what you do they then smoke cigars even though you're not supposed to be smoking in the car he's all in the back seat with them hearing stories about the women he's fucked they go back to his house because he lets them go when they exchange uh prisoners because they give the woman to cheeky and uh cheeky and dewey and then they take the other two dudes he then goes to this man's house he's shooting guns (laughs) oh then he starts insulting the women no wonder they fucking just treated him like shit like he even started to warn him like hey these you're embarrassing me because he tries to make a joke in the pool about like that as horrible as timmy davis is dewey gives him a run for his money on the absolute douchebag shit scale and uh i don't even remember the joke it was so (laughs) just horrible and they decided to repay him by locking him up with his own handcuffs to the bed while taking his gun and his whole his whole um what do you call that hoister and they're just dancing with it john shows up with ben he takes photos of dewey and he tells him look you get into this situation get your fucking ass out because cheeky called him because he called cheeky and said look i got a problem i'm an alcoholic i, I gotta do my my, my uh, atonement to you tonight so come pick me up you gotta help me he was so pissed when he heard that he lost his gun like how stupid are you it's like you better pray it's still here and it was and timmy davis knows he got he got away with it today he's like yeah all the shit he can say about the officer that was supposed to take him downtown john's like yeah you gotta pass it ain't gonna happen again because next time i'm gonna take your ass to the station (laughs) you better never ever come across my scope which tells us we might see him again i actually don't remember so i'm not spoiling anything and i think we have covered everything from this episode yeah so very good I, I still enjoyed it it was a smaller contained episode which i enjoyed um less on the sammy side uh more focus on getting to know these characters and we do have feedback from queen shy so let's hear what her thoughts are 
on See the Woman. Okay, very frustrated. I just tried to record and it just stopped and <laughs> it just erased in the middle of it. It was really weird. But anyway, hello, Christina. It's me, Shy, obviously. I'm here to give my feedback for Southland episode three. I really, I really enjoyed this episode, even though it frustrated me um quite a bit in certain areas i'm sure <laughs> you probably can guess what that is um but yeah uh sorry this is coming at you later than usual but um as i explained in my feedback for i don't remember what show now <laughs> um yeah i'm trying to really uh have the energy to get some stuff done around the house so much needed stuff done um like i said i was working on my yard and the garage and the attic so just trying to get some things situated and i've been putting it off putting it off because work has been pretty busy and i just don't have the energy on the weekends but this time i really had to really focus and get some stuff done because i really needed to get done and yeah, trying to balance that and still getting some rest to prepare for the week ahead. Anyways, I, um, yeah, this one, I, I think I talked about in my last feedback about, and I know that it takes time. I was just, just talking in general. I mean, it wasn't like I needed to know everything about these characters in two episodes. Um, it's just, that's what I'm excited to learn is about the characters and their backstories and you know, just getting to know them. And I know that's going to take time as well. Um, so I'm not, you know, like I said, needing to know everything in two episodes. Um, and this one, we definitely got a lot more. And if I, I probably didn't mention it before. And this episode reminded me in a, your last podcast, I think you talked about it or the one before that. I'm a, I'm interested in Cooper's story as well. I don't, I don't think I've mentioned him before. So I like his character too. He's very complex. There's a lot going on with him. And so it's just, yeah, he's very intriguing to me um, along with Ben. And again, I just, I'll get all of their, so we didn't see that much of Regina King's character. So I don't remember, I haven't gotten her name yet um, down pat. So um, I will say about her character, I mean, her, her partner, he's weird i mean he just sits there and talks to these women like it's like what is going on with him it's almost like a flirtatious type like he he's all about vulnerable i don't know it's just because that the what the the mom with the with the missing daughter and then this sister just i don't know maybe that's just his thing you know he's the one that talks to the i don't know it's just it was just I don't know, it just gave me weird vibes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Um, but yes, we got more. Uh, I mean, we kind of heard that before with Ben, but he he delved in a, a little bit more about what happened and why, you know, because Cooper was just on him, just writing him about why he joined um, the police force and all of that stuff. And of course, 
that stereotypical reason that, you know, people have for why people go into public service, like, you know, police and things of that nature. And it's like, everybody's why is different. I mean, again, you know, statistically speaking, I'm sure not a lot of people that come from money are joining the police force, but that doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be there or they don't um, have a desire or passion for their job. Again, just like we see in this episode, he went through something as well. And that changed the trajectory of his life, probably that, you know, situation with his mom. Yeah, when he was 10. So as for the stories, uh, I'm like, what the hell? How in the world do you even think? I mean, obviously you're on drugs, so you're not thinking clearly. <laughs> but what makes this dude think that he's going to perform a tracheotomy and it's going to and it's going to go well? I'm like, really? <laughs> like, what the hell is that? That was ridiculous. And then I'm like, why is Dewey not retired? <laughs> that dude needs to retire. That is totally ridiculous. And why is he even... I'm, I'm just surprised that he's lasted as long as a police officer, as many violations as, as he'd be committing. I mean, that, that that is too over the top for me. Um, just the things that he's doing. I mean, he's shooting. He's shooting uh, live ammo out into the, you know, open. You don't even know who's around. And just an automatic weapon, not just you know, just a regular pistol. So it's like, really? You're a cop. You're <laughs> like, and then the whole thing at the, and, and of course I'm like chicky. Like, why would you want to take him back as a partner? Like I, I, that, I don't understand her at all. It's like, she's on the one hand, she's this cop and you know, she's all about following the rules and very straight laced and all that stuff. Yet she's, she was open to taking this guy back as a partner and as many, as, as wild child as this guy is and just very all over the place and very misogynistic and all that stuff. And, you know, that stupid joke about the black eye. I was like, really? Oh, I mean, come on, dude. I just, uh, I can't with the, I, I'm just not a fan of this type of character, and I, it's really grating on my nerves, his character. Um, and so I'm hoping that we're not going to get too much of him and throughout this series because I can't. There's only so much of that I could take. I, I really, it was just too much Dewey in this episode. So again, I mean, on the one hand, I enjoyed the episode because of the character development and and the other stories but the Dewey side of it no I didn't enjoy that because it just doesn't make sense to me that he's still a cop and that he's not been written up or he's not been suspended because these are offenses that he should be suspended for and the fact that you're saying these types of things to your partner I, I I, I I don't get it I just don't then we got the girls in the Bentley with the I guess he's a I don't know what he is. <laughs> it's a basketball player. I don't even remember what they say he was. I think he said good luck on the game or something. Um, it's like well, they had nothing better to do than drive around in this Bentley and this dog. 
I mean, I don't, I just, like, <laughs> it was just ridiculous to me. Um, and so we got the DV incident. Unfortunately, um, this is all too real. I've been a part of these type of situations, work with families with this very scenario happens on a, on a daily. So yeah, they don't, you know, they don't, you would think that they would leave and I do get it. That's, I mean, I worked in the DV shelter for a while, volunteered, I should say, for a few months. Um, so before I just wasn't able to uh, do it and work um, before I worked and, you know, started working where I'm at now. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a, it's challenging. Um, of course, you already know about my history. Um, so it's just, it's a lot and I mean, it seems like it's simple. And of course the people that, uh, are affected the most are the children. And so we see that they're sitting on the side of the road, waiting on their aunt because their mom and dad can't get their shit together. So, and, um, and it's like, it's almost like an addiction in itself. This, you know, back and forth, back and forth that they're doing. It's such a, such, it's such a, um, toxic just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's something, I mean, it's not coming to me, the words that I want to say. So, um, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot. And so I, again, you know, the, you on the rag and, you know, the black eye, cause I told her twice. I mean, I can't, I just can't with Dewey. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm going to have to start fast forwarding his scenes cause I don't know what else to do. I just, I couldn't take him. Um, anyway, I better go. I'm almost at 10 minutes. Uh, I probably rambled on most of this one anyway. So until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Shy's thoughts on the episode. So yeah, I mean, we, I talked about a few of the same things. Uh, I talked about Russ and what his issues are, but I'm not going to go too far into it. Um, but I think I summed it up pretty well. Uh, it can come off as rather a flirtation because when good looking people get in a room with another good looking person, I learned very early on because I'd be, I'd be in conversation with people and we'd just be laughing and people will automatically assume I'm flirting because I'm a woman and he's a man. So I, I, I've always been uh, cognizant of that to always call out, not call out flirting just because two people are, are compatible. But there's nothing to say that like that's a risk that he's um, seemingly putting himself into being called out for, even if it's not the case, which we saw Lydia kind of jump on him for and she was watching so my guess is that this, this is not something or maybe it is something more uh, and he gets sexual with him. I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see that as the case. I kind of see it differently. But uh, again, I don't want to go too deep into that, knowing a little bit more about Russ's backstory. Um, I forgot to mention Ben saw his dad. He did end up going to the get together. But once he saw his dad at the meeting, he immediately walked away. But his sister was there. He has a sister named Olivia. We also found out that John was married and that he liked therapy and he's getting drugs from his ex-wife. So that speaks of a very close relationship. Uh, John is one of the most complex characters on the show. I love him. Uh, And my last point is, (laughs) 
I know you ain't in 2022 talking about why is a man like Dewey shouldn't he be written up shouldn't he be yes unfortunately (laughs) these are the motherfuckers we talking about that's the point of his character the the blue line right people who probably should be elsewhere who's covering for him his fellow officers if your fellow officers aren't willing which they don't i mean that's a whole other thing like i know a lot about cop culture you don't snitch (laughs) you know you can get the uh, crossing the blue line comes with consequences it's not just about i want to do the right thing so there's a code involved as more uh even more because you can tell john doesn't like him uh (laughs) ben is clearly looking at this guy like what you know he could easily report him too cheeky chose to take him back as a partner she feels some type of empathy for him or sympathy for him in some capacity he is an alcoholic we don't know his whole story but he is meant to be someone that is not palatable right he's the he represents the worst of what becomes of these officers who've been in a position of authority for so long and then become addicts or or become prey to the things that they've seen right we can't pretend like they don't go through a certain amount of trauma as well and they can have or outlive the time in which they should have their badge but when you come up against the the blue line unfortunately loyalty outweighs uh code of conduct so i'm not surprised at all that dewey is is uh (laughs) is still employed um he has a long track record he's an older person he's probably been in the department for ages he knows people has been in you know that's the way it's uh that's 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 the whole shitty thing you know so there's people who get into it for the right reasons and then there's people who get into it the wrong reasons which is what john was saying so he could tell that this person is in it for the right reasons he just doesn't know what those reasons are which is what he was going after all episode but dewey's clearly meant to be the the pendulum on the other end so i don't i don't uh blame you for wanting to re fast forward through his scenes but they are meant to be in that particular context and yeah i can't wait to see more on our characters as we develop further into the season if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic